Hello, everyone, and welcome to Tap the Craft, an educational podcast where we talk about craft beer in terms the average beer drinker can understand. My name is Denny Luce, and joining me tonight is my partner in craft and drinking buddy, John Ream. John, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. Had a five-hour flight with uh, two kids, two and four months yesterday, so enjoying uh, the day off with low-key day with the family today. So, oh wow! So only recuperating. <laughs> okay, okay. So where did you go? Went out to flew into Philadelphia from Seattle direct, which was awesome. Having nice. a direct flight with two little kids. Yeah. Um, then headed to, to uh, the Jersey Shore to spend time with some family, and and up to Princeton for my brother-in-law's graduation. So. Oh, nice. A little bit of whirlwind uh, in the car, but uh, it was good overall. Just exhausting at the end of it. So. Okay. How, how many days in total were you uh, out and about? Uh, five. Okay. Wow. Almost a week. Yeah. Wow. And uh, during this week-long whirlwind travels, were you able to partake in some craft beer? I was. Um, first stop was with my aunt and uncle. Uh, we stayed with them for a couple of days, and my uncle had picked up a, a sampler from Yards Brewing, and they're out of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, I'd had their IPA before, uh, which is a pretty decent IPA. Uh, and then I had also had... a. Uh, pale ale from them and then uh i think it's an english mild um the brawler hmm. uh, which was decent and then i think my favorite out of the pack um was their stout the love stout uh had a real nice uh kind of roast character to it and but wasn't uh wasn't overwhelming okay um, was wasn't on so. the american side where we just like to just pump it full of roasted malt right <laughs> Yeah, it, it was a uh, it was a little uh, lighter in that regard. Okay, um, but but easy to put down. So oh yeah, um, that, that helps. But uh, yeah, the, the, the yards brewing is that an old uh, is that an old brewery or is that a, a newer brewery? You know, I'm not sure actually. I the only time I've had it is at their house. He always I think it's his kind of go to when he picks up some uh, craft beer. Okay. Um, so I, I always seem to have it when I'm when I'm with them. Uh, so I, I've never actually investigated that. So all right, well, no problem. I I remember I've I've watched so many different craft beers, TV shows, and things that I know Yards Brewing was was featured on one of them, and I can't remember if it was in that in that realm of old breweries uh, of Philadelphia because it's a Philadelphia brewery, right? Or Pennsylvania, yeah, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, I think they're Philly. Okay. Well, good. Well, I'm glad that you were able to successfully travel across, you know, the the United States and back without incident. Now, on this trip, were you? Did you actually bring some nice quality Seattle craft beer to your family members over on the East Coast? No, not this time. My oh. our all of our luggage was full of crap for the kids so there was no space <laughs> for anything that i wanted to put in there uh, i'm okay. lucky i had clothes when we arrived <laughs> okay okay well no problem i just was curious to see how you know how that went over but obviously i understand with you take two kids two small kids yeah you gotta conserve space for sure because i know you're probably were the one you know lugging all the luggage oh yeah <laughs> yeah strollers and car seats and all that stuff i mean it must have been a Wow, I I can't even imagine how much fun you were having 
but yeah, I, I did debate bringing some back because uh, I did have access to some cans of Yingling, mm-hmm. um, but uh, in the end, uh, there just wasn't space. I, I was trying, but uh, mm. it, I just couldn't work it out. Uh, that's too bad. That's 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 one thing that I do miss is is the fact that I, I have uh, partaken in some Yingling Lager. Uh, I haven't had it in cans, which I think would probably be even. I, I'm going to guess better. It's just because of the fact that it's in a can and doesn't get you know ex- exposed to too much light like the the green bottles do. That's the only bad thing about Yingling is they got those damn green bottles. But uh, but you know what? That is a that is a a pretty damn tasty lager if if I have to say. And I, I noticed that you actually logged into that on Untapped and and uh, and and gave it a pretty hefty you know decent rating also. So I I made me feel good that I wasn't alone. This <laughs> you know to enjoy in that that now quite large brewery yeah i i've always been a fan of them uh, and that took me back to when i was actually living in philly for a little while so that'd be a a pretty decent staple for us so mm-hmm. yeah now but, now doesn't does yingling have a brewery location also in ohio uh, i don't think so but okay. they just started just distributing there oh, okay uh, in the last uh couple of years Okay, maybe maybe that's it. I I was thinking that there was uh, that at one point I had read or saw somewhere that Yingling was opening a a brewery somewhere in that area, but I it was probably a different brewery. No no problem. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Before we get too far into our beer talk, let's just tell everyone anyone that's new to to Tap the Craft what we're all about. And the goal of Tap the Craft is to focus on bringing more people into the craft beer hobby. We want to spread the good word of craft beer to everyone out there that is either enjoying their standard domestic beers and want to try something new or even don't even like beer at all but you know want to see what this whole hobby is about. And we John and I, we are craft beer enthusiasts. We're not experts. Uh, we, you know, we do know a lot about craft beer, the hobby, the brewing. You know, John is a home brewer, so he does have a lot of background in the brewing process. So we're, we are going to talk a lot about a lot of facts. But sometimes we may misstep and say something that, that's not 100% true. So remember that we're enthusiasts and not uh, experts. We want to help you learn about the craft beer hobby in easy to understand terms. To help you along, we include some pretty detailed show notes uh, inside the the MP3 file itself. So whatever you're using to listen to the show, just go ahead and go to the information, and you'll be able to to check out every you know the main topics that we're talking about. Also, I, we include what beers that we talk about in the show, and any article links to articles that we we discussed you can find it on our show notes uh on the website too at openforumradio.com uh the links don't really show up in the mp3 file because it's you know it's a music file and not really a web page we uh we love hearing from our listeners and we encourage listener participation we want our listeners to write into the show we want to hear your experiences and we want to hear about your knowledge on the craft beer hobby and we love to answer listener questions this episode we don't happen to have any listener questions no problem but hey we do enjoy answering those questions we'd like to hear what what is going on in the minds of our listeners and and what they they what you guys need help understanding so the best way of doing that is just hey ask us questions we also um we encourage our listeners to help support the show by just 
writing an iTunes review. If you if you like what we have to say, uh, you know, you don't need to throw money at us, although we'll accept money too. Uh, but no, we don't want your money. We just want you guys to, to let everyone else know what Tap to Craft is all about just by writing a few words maybe in an iTunes review so that other people can find the show easy, you know, more easily. And by the way, there's a contest going on right now. It's been going on for a few weeks now. And what it is is, is we're giving away two little gift packs from Deschutes Brewery. And these gift packs have a bottle opener. They have a little tasting glass, some coasters, some stickers. Uh, there's two of these, and we're giving it away to two lucky winners after the first 20 iTunes reviews that we receive. We'll be giving both those gift bags away. So, hey, you have a 1 in 10 chance of winning just for going and writing a few words and leaving us an iTunes review. So, hey, go out there and leave those reviews. We also like to help get our listeners involved by doing a listener participation tasting notes segment. And what this is is we will announce ahead of time like usually the show before like two you got two weeks to go and pick up the beer that we'll be tasting on our next episode and it just so happens that next episode episode 23 will be one of those listener participation tasting notes segments and we will be tasting a new beer to the show as far as uh, as style and uh, origin, we're going to be doing a Belgian beer. We're going to be doing the Triple Carmelite by, and I'm going to kill this name, John. If you, if you can help me, go right ahead. But it's Bruges Bastilles. Is that uh, close enough, you think? Uh, it's as close as I can okay. get. I'll leave you twisting in the wind on this okay, one. Okay, <laughs> no problem, no problem. But uh, this is basically, this is our first tasting from outside the United States. And we're going all the way over to Belgium, and we're going to do a Belgian triple. And I think this is going to be a great opportunity for our listeners to go ahead and try something that is not an American beer, something that's out over there in the, in the, the, the motherland of beer making. And this is a great uh, a beer to try for your very first Belgian and also the triple. Uh, Abbey, is the triple comp- it's an Abbey-style beer. Is that right? Abbey style ale is that what triple is? Uh, well, I would just classify it as Belgian. Abbey is more of a sub a sub category, category? of, of okay. Belgian, which then can include all the Belgian styles. Okay, um, okay. The Abbeys are what is brewed at the at the monasteries and stuff, at the right? Trappist monasteries. Yeah. Okay. I think Trappist is really the the term, but yeah, this is a, a great beer. And um, when I was first kind of learning to to enjoy uh, Belgian beers. Our buddy Wes uh, actually recommended this beer to me, and it started to kind of open up the the Belgian beer world mm-hmm. for me. So, yeah, decided um, to do this one. Okay, good, good. And to let everyone know, you're not going to be able to find this at your local grocery store, and maybe not, you know, your standard smaller lick, you know, bottle shop. You might have to search around. Uh, it, but this should be available at most, you know larger bottle shops uh, around the country and uh, also it uh, I, at my Costco um, warehouse store here in, in Boise Idaho um, they have this almost uh, year round in in their uh, uh, bottles that they offer their specialty bottles so if you can't find it at the bottle shop maybe you give your your Costco a, a little uh, uh, you know look and see if they have it there in in a nice uh, 20 I think they're like 25 ounce 
bottles, I believe, three, 750 milliliter bottles. Uh, it's a little bit pricier than you'll be used to pay, but it, trust me, it's well worth it. And, uh, you know, give it a shot. Look forward to, to hearing your guys' opinion on it also after we do the tasting. All right. Well, hey, this is episode 22, and we're recording this on Monday, May 25th, 2015, which just happens to be Memorial Day. And I just want to, right off the beginning of the show here, I want to thank, you know, I just want to say, hey, I I really appreciate all those men and women out there that that have gone out and and, uh, gone to protect our freedoms and have passed, you know, gave the ultimate sacrifice of their life. To, to, to help bring John and I and you guys uh, our freedoms, to be able to go ahead and drink beer and to, to podcast and to have our free speech. You know, every all the freedoms that we enjoy, it wouldn't be possible if we didn't have people that was able to go out and protect these freedoms and keep keep this United States uh, the country they are. So it's a very special day for me and my family, and uh, I, and, and I just wanted to uh, make sure everyone knew, knew that on this uh, Memorial Day. And the show is basically going to be kind of uh, a, a lower-key show. We're going to talk about a little bit about Memorial Day. We're going to talk about a couple news articles and just going to talk about beer. So we don't really have a, a typical show where we're going to really dive into some beer education topics. We're going to just kind of talk about uh, you know some news items and general beer discussion. And with that being said, hey, John... Let's start talking more about beer, and before we do that, I, I know that talking can really make our mouths dry, and we really need to keep them well lubricated. So, hey, are you drinking any good craft beer tonight to help keep your mouth uh, lubricated? I'm drinking excellent craft beer. Uh, tonight, I'm doing the Lagunitas 2015 Gnarly Wine. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm going to be feeling pretty good by the end of the show here because I've got the bomber sitting next to me. <laughs> I'm working through it. Um, but uh, th- I'm really enjoying this so far. It's still fresh enough that I'm getting some of the hop character still. Mm-hmm. Um, that hasn't you know gone away yet, uh, which would, would if I had laid it down for a while. Um, but yeah, it's been a while since I've had one of these. And uh, just because it's another... You know, more expensive bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, every year when all the barley wines start coming out, you know, you get to a point where you kind of have to start making choices because uh, you can't really buy all of them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it I, this one's been out of the rotation for a couple of years for me. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to, to have it back because it's just really pre- pleasant. Um and doesn't come across as too strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't get a lot of the alcohol, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's very even though it's yeah ten ten point six percent. So yeah, it's got a little bit uh, higher gravity, but you're right. It's very approachable for most beer drinkers. You you know a lot of times those barley wines can can really have a harsh uh, you know initial flavor and and finish. But uh, I, I have to admit that I that gnarly wine from uh, Lagunitas is fantastic. It's a it's an it really is an approachable and really drinkable, uh, you know, fresh even barley wine. So I, I recommend it highly. I've already had one bottle, at least at least one bottle this year from from the 2015 release, and I, and I wasn't disappointed. It's it's really good, and I I don't think I'm saving one of these. I think 
This one I just drink fresh because it just tastes great fresh. Well, good. I'm glad. Yeah, it's the only one I have uh, for this year. So. Yeah, and I don't Getting... think I don't think they released it last year, did they? I th- I think this is like a two year uh, release. I'm. I don't know about that. Yeah, it I might have been. Sure. It might have been two or three years since I've had it. I I usually get it every year it comes out, but I I think it's been at least two years since I've had it. So. I mean, I had it this year, but before that, I, I remember not seeing it for a while. But hey, if you got Lagunitas in your area and you want to try, uh, you know, try a, a barley wine. This is definitely a barley wine that I think that uh, everyone can enjoy. Well, good. So hopefully you'll be able to stay awake. You don't want that ten uh, percent kicking your butt during the show. I'll be up. I'll just start uh, talking like you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've uh, I've been drinking all day because it is Memorial Day, and that's what we do here in America. We we barbecue and we drink and we you know have a good time. Uh, I've tried to keep it under con- under control because I knew we were going to record tonight. So, uh, but I'm I'm also drinking something. I'm drinking a new session ale from uh, Full Cell Brewing out of. Uh, my gosh, I just, uh, Fort, uh, Hood, Hood River. <laughs> I almost forgot the name of the town from Hood River, Oregon. And, uh, this is, you know, they have these, these great session line of beers that typically they, they started out being lagers. Now they're moving in to L's, you know, had the IPA. I think I drank on the show a while ago, uh, back and now they've got this new one, the cream L. And uh, wow, uh, th- these guys don't disappoint me in their offerings of these kind of really. Uh, I mean, they, they they look like they're a lot of times they're, they're they're found in the like the the more domestic side where they're easy drinking, you know, and people just hey yeah I might get a a twelve pack of uh, Bud Light or oh you know what maybe I'll get these twelve pack of Session instead. It's kind of like in that you know like in between stage of. Of where the where the uh, they sit on the on the shelves in the market, and uh, this one is a fantastic cream ale. I'm not a huge cream ale fan because a lot of times, in my opinion, the cream ale is it, it tends to just be lacking in flavor, a little bit too light. It's creamy, you know, it's got that kind of creamy feel, but it doesn't have much backbone to to give you the feel that you're drinking something decent. Yeah. Uh, this one has really got a nice creamy uh, taste that that kind of it's you know it kind of sits in the back of your throat a little bit and it's easy drinking refreshing uh, i've really been enjoying this during the the warmer parts of the weekend that i've uh, i've had it and again whenever i get these session ones they come in these little stubby 11 ounce bottles and 12 of them for basically 12 bucks which is pretty decent price and i i end up drinking like the whole 12 pack in one weekend pretty easily they they are really nice uh, five they're they're not really session they're 5.4 percent alcohol uh but they're they're definitely easy easy drinking so hey if you see the cream ale session cream ale in your market pick up a 12 pack give it a shot i think you'll enjoy it as an everyday drinker uh beer which is what i do i like to pick up beers that i can you know that I, that i can drink throughout the week and not feel like I'm spending a lot of you know hard end earned money on the the higher end beers because you know when I when I spend a lot of money on a beer I don't want to drink five of them you know or three of them in a night uh, it gets kind of expensive so yeah you keep uh, bringing these beers up and I keep looking for them but all they seem to be sending to our area is the IPA oh. that's all that's been there for the last like three plus months and 
uh, that one I I didn't enjoy a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't something I'd, I'd go out of my way to get. Yeah. Um, personally, uh, I would stick with the the lager. I, I love their lager. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm really hoping we start to get some of these other ones um, that you've that you keep bringing up because I, I want to. I want to expand my my session portfolio. <laughs> of course, of course. Now the uh, I agree. The weakest of all the session ones I've had was definitely the IPA. But um, if you have a chance of getting that export lager, the the one that uh, they're they said they're exporting over to England or whatever, that one is a, a really good one that I really enjoyed. And also the did you have have you you haven't had the the fest the session fest beer? It's like a red. Uh, yeah, I did. I I had it uh, a while back. Okay, um, not recently. Yeah, that that one comes out yeah. towards the end of the year, and I always get that. I try to pick up at least two two cases of or two uh, twelve packs of that when it comes out. It it usually is only out for like one week and it's gone. It's like a very small uh, batch, but man, the uh, pretty much all the rest of them except the IPA is still drinkable. It's not a bad beer. It's just it was probably also my least favorite of all of them, and I can. I can drink the red label and the black label uh, all the time too. Those, yeah, those are good. Yeah, the IPA is not bad, but when it's sitting there on the shelf next to the lager, <laughs> I would just pick up the lager. Instead, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, all right. All right. Excellent. Well, um, now that we're we found out what we're drinking right now, John, since you did just get back from a trip, uh, you want to talk about any noteworthy or special beers that you had uh, this last couple weeks? Uh, so I, I, I talked, uh, I think last week at, or last episode, um, I've been in this kind of lull for, for new, exciting things. Um, so I, I pretty much that, that love stout that I, that I mentioned mm-hmm. and, and this gnarly wine are the most, uh, prolific that I would, I would discuss recently, but I, I've got a, a whole backlog in my fridge of stuff that I'm waiting to, to share with some people that come over. So you know, first come, first serve to anybody <laughs> listening. <laughs> okay, okay. I know. I need to plan a trip out there. I want to be the first one before West before West steals all the good beer. Yeah, actually, I shouldn't have said that on, on here because he's been over here since <laughs> I've started collecting the stuff and I haven't shared yet. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I can edit that out. Gonna be tr- <laughs> okay. So how about you? Have you had anything? Um. I've had a few different beers. Uh, I, you know, I've gone out to a couple local breweries and had some some stuff, but nothing really stood out that I really wanted to mention. I, you know, a couple of downers really, but uh, of the bottles that I've had, a, a couple of stone brews that have come my way that I've tried. I have a couple more in my fridge that I haven't tried yet, but the, the two I'll talk about tonight is uh, is the Stone Runation Double IPA 2.0. Uh, that's the, the, the regular Runation is, is like one of my favorite, you know, it's a fantastic double IPA. I really enjoy that beer. And now they came out with the, the Runation 2.0 and, uh, it's good. It's a good beer. I just, uh, I don't know if it's better than the first one or I, I mean, it, it's hard for me to, I actually rated, I think lower than the, the original because it, it was good, but it didn't jump out and say this is the best beer ever. I know our buddy Robert SpongeBobby's, you know, he's 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 ranking it right up there along with the Russian River Pliny the Elder as as maybe being better than Pliny. 
Uh, I don't know. John, have you had the Stone Runation 2.0 yet? Uh, no, I, I became aware of it through Robert, and I, I think I missed it um, coming through here. So Okay. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't seen it, so I haven't been able to pick it up. Okay. Okay. Do you like the regular Runation? You've had that one, right? Yeah, I like Runation. Okay. Yeah, so. it, it's, a, it's a great... And I, I believe the regular Renation is also double IPA, so I, it's a it's a great beer that that I enjoyed for many years when, you know, when those were like the first <laughs> doubles you could get, uh, and yeah, the two is not bad. Go try it if you still have it available. It 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 is on the end of the run right now, so if you if you have any in your bottle shop, uh, it's probably getting close to the the two month period, so. Uh, don't wait too much longer to pick it up because you don't want to get that, you know, that bad beer. Which brings me to my next beer, which is the Stone Collaboration beer. And this is a collaboration between two other breweries, one out of Portland, which is called e- Ecliptic. Is that right? Ecliptic. Ecliptic. <laughs> Ecliptic Brewing. And one out of North Carolina called Wicked Weed uh, Brewery. And this one's called Points Unknown IPA. And uh, this is an IPA that is blended, a blended beer with a Belgian triple. And when I read this, I was like, wow, this sounds uh, pretty nice, right? I like triples. I like IPAs. I was curious to see how the Belgian, you know, if it was going to be like a regular Belgian IPA or how it was going to, you know, what it was going to taste like. And um, I have mixed, I didn't rate this one on Untap because I drank... I drank one full glass and I wasn't very impressed. It was, it was very, very bitter. Uh, It had a great nose of a nice Belgian yeasty nose to it, but the, the flavor was kind of lacking and it was, it really had a, an off putting bitter finish. And I will admit that that was first glass was right out of the fridge. I let it breathe probably five minutes before I took my first sip and then I drank it within, you know, within a 15-minute period, I drank that whole glass. Well, the next glass, though, I left the bottle out that whole time. So now the bottle has been sitting at room temperature, not, you know, it was, it was cooling and or warming, I guess. And <laughs> I, I, I poured it in my glass and I, I drank the rest of it after it was already warmed up. And I will say the beer definitely takes on a, a whole different uh, finish after it warms up. And I think that this beer is definitely much better at a warmer temperature. I was able to uh, reduce that, that bitterness that I was getting at the finish and really get some more, you know, get, get a little bit of a flavor from that, from the, from the Belgian, like a Belgian IPA type finish to it. And I actually enjoy the second glass. So I, I don't know if I'm going to buy another bottle before it disappears, or if I'm just going to accept that, um, this beer needs to be drank at a warmer temperature and I can appreciate for what it is, but I, I think I'm going to leave my rating unrated for now because I just don't, I don't know how to rate it. What do you think, John? Am I, uh, what do you think of, of my, of what I just had to say about my tasting experience? Is it, is it typical of, of beers like this that might come across really kind of different, colder than it does warmer? Uh, well, I was really curious to hear what you had to say about this beer because, uh, at least for me personally, uh, it's really hard to pull off a Belgian IPA well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I thought maybe with the blending that it might come across lend itself better. to uh, kind of nailing it better because mm-hmm. you have more control over, you know, the level of the hops and, and all that, that that's going to come through as well with the, that Belgian yeast character, mm-hmm. um, you know, cause you can dial one up or down, you know, however it, it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, in terms of, uh, the, the tasting experience with, you know, things, it really opening up when it got warm. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that can be pretty typical, especially with the, I'm guessing this is a bigger beer. Um, yeah. 9.5. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I, it might've even been worth, you know, when you first started and it wasn't coming across very well to just let it sit a little longer, um, before you continued with your, with your first glass. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe you just needed that first glass to lube you up to actually enjoy the, the second half of the well, bottle. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's <laughs> what I was thinking too, because at first I was, I was, I was wondering if something in my mouth, you know, something I ate or something was off putting was giving me that bitter, that, that really, and I like bitter things, right? I, I'm okay with bitter, but this bitterness was really an off-putting bitterness. It wasn't an enjoyable bitterness. And I was thinking, wow, maybe something's wrong with my mouth. And so I was drinking the first one to kind of like, you know, maybe uh, uh, neutralize it to whatever was in there. And then the second glass would hopefully, I'd be able to have a fresh take on it. And And maybe that did clean something up in my mouth i don't know I, it just was uh, it was really weird i don't I've, yeah. I've i've had some off flavors like that before where something's been weird but usually it's it's on draft right where something wasn't quite right with the with the the draft lines yeah i, I don't know if it was something you ate um in my experience that kind of clears itself out mm-hmm. well before a full glass unless it's something that you know a, I would say unknowingly ate that would throw off what you, what you did. I mean, if you had, you know, like Buffalo wings or something like that, yeah, that's obviously yeah. going to, to mess <laughs> with you. I mean, you would have known that going into it and you probably wouldn't have drank this at that point. Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, unless you had something like that, I wouldn't expect a, a full, gl- it to take a full glass to, to get rid to of clean it. it out. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going to chalk it up to, I sure let it, breathe a little bit, warm up a little bit. Uh, and I, I would have got the, maybe the full experience that I had on the second glass with the whole beer. But even with that being said, even the last glass, it still wouldn't, I wouldn't have given it more than a, a three cap, even the last, if I would have rated it on the, the first glass, I would have gave it like a one and a half, maybe two. Uh, even with the second glassing glass experience, I it's the beer still wasn't over a three for me. It just, like you said, John, I, I think it was a, a good attempt, but I just think overall the mixing of the, the, the IPA and the Belgian triple, in my opinion, this collaboration was kind of a failure um, and not a something that I was going to you know really jump out and enjoy. It wasn't like it was, you know, it, it, didn't, it just didn't come across like I, like I hoped it would. Was it a, a more American style IPA with like citrus or pine no, or something like that? It was uh, more piney. Uh, I mean, it was hard to say because a lot of the, I mean, the like I said, the nose was very strong in the like the Belgian-y, 
clove, I guess. There's a lot of the Belgians, you know, like what is it? Cloves, I guess, right? Or coriander, clovish type uh, aromas were coming yeah. off the nose, and so that's you know that was coming off. But the it's I, you know what? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I'm guessing if I were to guess, I'm, I'm guessing it was more piney on the the hop side. But it's but hard more to remember. More of an American hopping than yeah. like a yeah, and that that's what tends to make those not work for me. Uh, just for some reason, like American citrus or pine hops, just don't seem to to play well with the that the Belgian yeast. Okay, um, at least for my personal my own personal taste. Um, but may, it sounds like this is one I'll I'll skip even for that that reason alone. Not even with the uh, the maybe p- potential uh botched tasting <laughs> yeah 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 i yeah i would i would say uh this one you can probably pass on unless you were really curious or if if a buddy has it and he's offering you to a glass hey don't turn it down give it a shot i i'd, I'd My, be really curious to see what your take on it is if, if yeah i probably would never turn down if you're in that situation <laughs> <laughs> all right well um now that we're done with what we've uh, been drinking and what we drank, uh, let's go into the brew buzz segment. And this, again, the brew buzz typically is going to be, uh, you know, it's devoted to discussing various beer related topics, a lot of educational stuff. And if you listen to our previous episodes, you know that we have a lot of good education stuff in there. This week, because it is a holiday week, uh, you know, we just wanted to kind of just go off the cuff. Uh, ad lib a few things and i just want to talk a little bit about memorial day uh celebration and you know in the states the memorial day is to recognize uh all the fallen uh soldiers uh military men and women that have uh, been you know that have passed away in the service of protecting uh united states uh you know freedoms and in our country and uh so it's a special day. I actually, you know, my father and I are named after his uncle, my great uncle, who was uh, a captured POW in the World War II in the Philippine Islands and who passed away as a prisoner of war there. So Memorial Day for me does have a special uh, meaning, mainly because every day I'm reminded that my name uh, was has come from my grandfather's brother, uh, you know, and same with my dad's name. So it's kind of, you know, it's, I have a, a continual uh, remembrance, uh, you know, of his sacrifice. Uh, I come from a military family. My grandfather, my great uncle, my father, my mom's father, and myself have all served in the military. So, uh, you know, we've, we've got a lot of military people in our background. So I, I try to, uh, you know, to, to remember uh, these special days. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I remember that, you know, the Memorial Day and, and uh, Veterans Day and, uh, you know, all the holidays that we, you know, that we celebrated all had, it seemed like they had a lot more meaning to it. And I'm just kind of a little bit disheartened that, that now in, in the country, there's so many kids out there and even adults, I think, that don't realize, you know, what this day is. It's not just a day off. This day is, is more than just not having to go to work. It's more than saving a buck or two on a on a home appliance or a TV, you know, on a on a big box, uh, you know, store. It's it's actually, you know, there's people involved that that should be remembered. And as I was perusing Twitter, I'm always amazed at how many good remembrances there are on there. And I really, it makes me feel good to see that that there are people out there that do remember what the day is about. And 
it really hits home when I'm over in Israel and I see how they remember their holidays. You know, they have several Memorial Days. They have a uh, Independence Day, of course, Memorial Day. They have a uh, when I was there last, they had a uh, a Holocaust Remembrance Day, and I got to participate in that moment. Which everyone's it wasn't a day off from work. Everyone had to work, but what happens during that time is at at a given time during the day, the national sirens across the country go off for two minutes. And during that two-minute period, everyone stops what they're doing. They stand up and there's and they, you know, think about, you know, give a remembrance of what was lost. And if you're driving a car, the car stops in the middle of the street, open the guy people get out, and everyone is standing, no matter where in the country, they're standing and giving remembrance of this special day. Uh, it's very, very touching. And uh, it would be great if, you know, if we were able to here in the States be able to, to try to give some kind of a, you know, similar remembrance. I just, you know, don't want to stand on my soapbox. I just want to say that uh, it, it's it's a meaningful day. And, and on this day, uh, people do a lot of other things. And they like to gather together with their families and have a barbecue or go out to the park and, and have a get-together, a family reunion or whatever. And, uh, John, uh, do you have any kind of uh, special things that you did as a kid or even now as an adult that you remember on, on holidays like this that you'd you know, be able to go out and do some picnics or family gatherings or anything? Uh, in terms of family stuff and gatherings, no. Um, but my, I guess, most... Uh, memorable uh, memorial day uh personally uh was actually in college um a good buddy of my my roommates um uh was a marine and uh he was back uh home for for the time being and he had he was hanging out with us and um somehow uh we decided that uh starting a game of risk was a good idea because mm-hmm. uh, you know we had a lot of time to kill um and we should some turn it into a drinking game ah. uh, which we did um and uh you know I, I, I don't know it was i don't know something about the day just kind of um kind of clicked and and just spending time with them and uh you know even though we're we're playing uh you know war turned into you know, a board game. Um, it, I, I don't know. It, it just kind of put into perspective, like, it, you know, he's here, you know, back home, um, spending time with people he really cared about, which is really my, my roommates, not necessarily me, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. It, it was, it was nice. And, um, he, he did, uh, whoop all our asses at risk. Uh, <laughs> So, all right, that that must be uh, part of the marine training, right? Risk, uh, yeah, you know, they, they know what they're doing. Um, <laughs> um, but you know, I, I don't, I don't have a any kind of yearly uh, tradition other than you know what what has become uh, part of the American kind of pastime of of grilling out, which mm-hmm. we did today. We made some burgers and stuff, and had a couple beers. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty much our 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 Memorial Day. Okay, well, you know what yeah. that that that's pretty much what you know. Um, those traditions are to to have a barbecue, have a picnic, get together, maybe at a park with your neighborhood or or you know whoever your family and friends, and 
you know, when you get together and you have a barbecue, there's usually, you know, going to be some beer involved. And I thought, hey, let's let's talk about maybe some good beers that might be, uh, you know, a, a staple of a of a Moral Day uh, picnic barbecue out in a, a warm day in the park out in the sun. Things that aren't going to be too heavy. That's going to kind of wear you down. And it, that's going to, you know, knock you out before the party's over. Because, you know, when you're talking about heat and sun, uh, you can't be drinking those heavy beers. And you already mentioned one beer. Or we both kind of talked about it. That, that came to mind when, when I was back in the, uh, in the uh, Navy on the East Coast. I was stationed in Virginia and Connecticut for, uh, a, for almost a year. And uh, there's some great, uh, well... There, there's one good, very good lager. That's a Yingling lager, traditional lager. I really enjoy that beer, and that's one of those lighter lagers that has good flavor, but isn't packing that punch of you know of that heavy alcohol. It's easy drinking. It's going to allow you to to enjoy having a beer with your friends and family without you know making a fool of yourself. Would, do you have any other uh, good beers you like to drink when you're out at a at a picnic or in the hot sun? There's this one uh, bourbon barrel aged imperial stout. Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, you know, I, I yeah, I like to go for the uh, a lighter beer. Um, you know, something like that full sail session lager. I really mm-hmm. enjoy. Um, and then pretty much any pale ale um, uh, will hit the spot for me. Um, some IPAs, if they're not, uh, too big, uh, will still work, but, uh, more often than not, I'm, I'm reaching for a, a pale ale or, or something even lighter than that. So, okay. Um, yeah, some, I mean, it just depends on what's available. I've, I've been known to, you know, I'll, I'll I mean, I'll drink almost anything, but I, I've enjoyed, I enjoy sometimes mixing it up too, where I'll drink a, a lager, then drink a you know some pale, a little bit, a little bit of hoppy thing, and throw in a, a hefeweizen, like a one of those Wimmer Brothers hefts. You know those. Uh, yeah, That'd those be are another good. Yeah, good hot weather beer. Yeah, those are refreshing. I'd even after seeing the new, the new Red Hook that we discussed last episode on our beer tasting, it's more of an amber type ale. Even that is something that I I could see drinking on a on a nice. Uh, hot day where I can still get the enjoyment of the flavors of the malt in that beer without, you know, feeling that it's going to be weighing me down a lot. So that now, if I would have been yeah, drinking that, that one, I, I had today after uh, getting in from mowing the lawn, I was cooling off with a ESB and actually made it a shower beer. Which those who followed along on Twitter <laughs> would see the, <laughs> the discussion we had on that uh, last week. <laughs> actually, but, I, yeah, you know what, John? I'm glad you brought that up. Because that's something I for, I forgot about is the shower beer was a topic on our Taps of Craft uh, Twitter last week, and uh, I mentioned that I, I've never had a shower beer, and I asked, uh, you know, I asked people, hey, what what are good shower beers that that you know would make a good beer to to be in, you know when you're in a shower that's going to be refreshing or whatever, and you guys gave some good hints, but you know what amazed me is how quickly Robert TPS Sponge on Twitter. How quickly he was able to go to the internet and find a picture of a guy in a shower that looks almost exactly like me, <laughs> and post it on the on the Twitter. I was just yeah, shocked. I I actually was confused for a minute. I was like, wait, is that actually Danny? <laughs> I had I had so many people message but, me saying, I 
and you know, copy that picture and message me. He says, I cannot. I cannot forget this image or whatever. I was like, hey, it's not me. It's a joke. <laughs> but that was pretty funny. And I, uh, that's one of the things I'm going to have to try. And I, I think I might have to try it with this, this uh, Session Cream Ale. I think this Cream Ale would be a fantastic beer to have in a shower. Very, you know, light, refreshing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's got it, – I, I might have to try that and, and take a picture. Yeah, Although, just to keep it in the bottle so you don't get any uh yeah. or limit the splash that gets into the into the beer. Oh, of course, yeah. So. No, it'd have to be bottled, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to pour it into a glass. I'd just be yeah, kind of nasty, but but yeah, I just wanted to thank uh you guys for your your comments up about the shower beer. It's something I need to try uh eventually. I just never thought about drinking a beer while I was in a shower because when I shower, I like to get in and out like quick. I don't want to linger around in there, but you know, if I have a couple I've, beers, I've never known you to hold on to a beer too long either. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. You you got a good point there. Good point. All right. Well, uh, that that's just a little discussion on Memorial Day, uh, you know, picnic beers and stuff. But you know, John, you mentioned another uh, thing uh, in, like, to help celebrate Memorial Day and what other breweries are doing to honor the military men and women. And uh, it's a it's a site called uh, Hops for Heroes. You uh, you want to give some background on what this Hops for Heroes um, organization is all about? Uh, sure. So um, before it became uh, Hops for Heroes, or at least as an a kind of official um, identity, uh, this actually started at uh, Fremont Brewing. So this will commence my uh, you know, <laughs> Fremont Brew talk for for the episode. Yeah, I apparently one, have to have. Yeah, once every uh, every time. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it, it started at uh, at Fremont uh, back in 2011, um, which was a, at the time a collaboration between uh, a s- former uh, Seattle Mariner pitcher uh, Chris Ray and his, his brother uh, Phil. Um, who have now gone on to start their own brewery, uh, Center of the Universe uh, Brewing, hmm. uh, in Virginia, um, I believe. Um, but you know, this it, they made an IPA uh, that was uh, you know put out to raise money for uh, an organization that supported veterans, and uh, they they aged it on uh, Louisville Slugger bats, uh, <laughs> which are I think maple maple bats. Uh, so aged on maple wood, um, and uh, I think now the, you know they they still brew this beer every year, and it's, I think it's always released on, on Memorial Day, uh, and they they rotate now. I think the the organization that they support, and this year there are ten breweries involved. Mm-hmm. So they have the, the you know the, the center of the universe brewing, uh, Fremont, and then Cigar City Brewing. Uh, from uh, Tampa, uh, Perennial Artisanales, I think it's St. Louis, uh, 21st Amendment from San Francisco, Stone, uh, Left Hand Brewing, uh, Palmetto Brewing, uh, Maui Brewing, and Revolution Brewing. Uh, and so, you know, all these breweries have teamed up to, to do this IPA. Uh, and this year it's supporting uh, Soldiers Angels, um, which... Uh, helps in, in assisting, uh, veterans and, and their families and, uh, you know, and their, their unique set of needs, um, for those that are, that are wounded and, and their families that are supporting them. So, uh, it's, 
uh, from all accounts, a pretty good beer. I've only had it once, a small tasting uh, at a festival, um, because it, it does go quickly, at least here locally. Um, you know, given that it's kind of, it kind of started here. So people are very aware of it. Um, but friends of mine picked some up this year, so I'm hoping to get my hands on it um, <laughs> and uh, get a taste because uh, I don't I don't think I'll be able to make it to the brewery before they sell out. Mm. Um, but you know, it just uh, another example of you know the craft brewing uh, industry, you know, giving back yeah. to the community. Um, and you know, this is it's going national now. I mean, as you. You can see from the list of breweries that I list named off. Um, so you know it's helping folks, you know, all over the country. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's great to see. Um, so I, I hope we we see more of this in the future, and I hope this continues to expand. Yeah. So. Yeah, I th- I think this can definitely, you know, given the you know mo- that's one thing craft brewing is all about is about uh you know giving and sponsoring charities and and things and i can see that that right now yeah you have this pretty decent list of breweries that are participating i think that list can easily double every year with the amount of craft breweries that are that are springing up in the in the states there's no reason why it can't grow and become you know bigger and bigger every year so i look forward to seeing this thing get bigger and hopefully some breweries here in in my area We'll, we'll also start supporting because we're you know we've got some pretty big breweries that are coming up, you know I've mentioned before that Payette Brewing is on its way to you know they have a three year three to five year plan to be a hundred thousand barrels. They're getting ready to to kick off that new brewery opening up you know are breaking ground on it. So they're they're going to be a you know a pretty pretty big brewing you know mammoth here in the in the state of Idaho. And why not? Why you know they do a lot of uh, charity work and stuff. I can see, you know, I'm gonna, you know, go ahead and throw this uh, link out to them and see if they want to, you know, maybe participate in the next coming year or so. So, hey, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I didn't even know that was going on, and uh, you know, it makes me kind of excited to, to you know see it grow, and and you know, and be able to enjoy a, a good IPA that's going out there and helping uh, soldiers in need. All right, well, that's the end of the Brew Buzz segment. We got a couple news articles we'll just cover real quickly because in the last few episodes, we really haven't covered any news. And we had a kind of a slow content week, so I thought we'd just uh, hit up some news. And the first article is brought to us thanks to one of our great listeners, David Yojimbo2000 on Twitter. And this is a link um, to uh, the Pace Magazine site. And the article is four craft beer trends that we are completely over. Uh, and these are basically, you know, every every industry goes through phases of uh, popularity and fads and stuff. And so, you know what, craft beer is no different. And uh, these are th- these items mentioned here. These four items, they're, they're you know, they're they're. I, I agree in, in somewhat with some of these. Uh, these trends that may need to, to start disappearing. And the first one they mention is uh, waxing bottles. And basically, if you're not familiar with this, is is uh, John and I mentioned on a show before many months ago that, uh, you know, 
when you're cellaring beers or you don't want, you know, we want to try to minimize the amount of uh, oxidation and leakage through the cap that will spoil the beer. If you're going to cellar it for any length of time, one of the ways, you know, you can do that is to, you know, coat it in wax to help, you know, prevent that from, you know, from making a, a, a problem. But what we found is that there's a lot of breweries that are just putting wax on a bottle that doesn't even need to have a wax on there just because it looks cool. And I, I think what they're trying to say here is, hey, um, put wax on bottles that, you know, that mean it. But don't just put wax on everything. This fat is over. Don't just think that because it has a wax seal on it that this thing's something special. Uh, you know, be a better consumer and, uh, you know, don't buy because it, it looks cool. Buy it because it needs to have the wax seal on there. What do you think, John? you think that the, the, the time of the wax seal is over, that we need to start to minimize the, the use of it? Uh, I, I don't know. Personally, I think this one is a little overblown. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't... Uh, they use the example of beers best consumed fresh, like IPAs and Vienna lagers are being bottled in wax for no quantifiable reason mm. other than it's a cool thing to do. I have never seen an IPA or a lager of any kind uh, that's waxed. Uh, the okay. only things I've seen waxed are like imperial stouts and barley wines. Um, well, so they had, maybe well, this just isn't in my area that yeah. people are doing this. Well, I, I don't know. Remember that Ben um, Shawnier had that uh, saison that was waxed. That had true, <laughs> true. But that's okay. That's one example <laughs> that uh, that we've come across. Um, I, I don't know. I. I I think this may have been that they needed a fourth. I don't know. <laughs> a fourth thing. Um, I mean, to me, yeah, getting a bottle is a pain in the butt. Um, no, no doubt about it. But I, this just hasn't, I don't see this as an epidemic um, in craft beer, at least. Okay. Um, oh. Personally, but maybe, maybe I'm just not at the bottle shop at the right time to see these kind of beers. But yeah, no problem. I know that uh, that I probably have one or two bottles of things that were waxed that that didn't need to be waxed. I'll see if I can find them in my collection of bottles. And <laughs> I don't, but I never had a lager that had a wax. So I did. I think I do have a pilsner that was wax sealed, and I'm. I well, that'd be a lager. Pilsner's yeah, a lager. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Yeah. So I'm. So maybe I do have a lager, but I. I mean, there are some, there's some beers that I, you know, that, and I think I've seen IPAs too that were, were waxed, uh, I, just because they wanted to make it look nice. But uh, we'll we'll hmm. go ahead and chalk that one off to overblown. I, I'll agree with that. I don't think it's as common as they want to make it seem. But this next one is becoming quite common. What about the session IPA, John? What do you think about all these breweries that has to have their sessionable uh, IPA. This one I agree with, um, <laughs> and th- this one I when when this fad or whatever it is first started, I w- continually was disappointed, and for some reason I kept pushing myself to keep buying them mm-hmm. um, to try to find one that worked. Um, and you know they point out the thing that I've always pointed out, which is we have something that fits this category already and it's called a pale ale. <laughs> um, and 
the pale ales are better than what these session IPAs are coming out to be because I agree with this article that they, a lot of times they just seem to be an IPA that they added water to. Uh-huh. Um, they tend to be really thin. Um, the You sometimes get a decent hop character, but there's just not enough there to kind of support the hops. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'd say nine times out of ten, I would take a pale ale over something that's being marketed as a as a session IPA just because it it just doesn't seem to be a complete beer mm-hmm. uh most of the time. Um and they, they list a few that they like. Um I've only had the Firestone Walker Easy Jack, mm-hmm. uh, which I did enjoy. Um I do like that beer. Uh but I haven't had the Pizza Port Ponto Session IPA or the Cartons boat beer. Yeah. Um so yeah. but uh, I, I could probably count on one hand the the session IPAs that I've actually enjoyed. Yeah, um, and I've tried a lot of them because they're everywhere right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, this is one I can definitely get behind. Yep. So I, I agree with everything you said, John. There's there's literally one, maybe two, of about twenty different session IPAs I've had that I will say was a was a good beer, uh, in and remind me of a real IPA. Uh, and when I say that, it's because, as you mentioned, a lot of times it, it doesn't, it, they don't, have, it's not enough there to support the hops, and the hops will either be maybe in the front, but they never like last to the finish. You don't have a good hop finish, and so a lot of times it just fails on that part for me. Is I, you know, if I'm going to have an IPA, I want to have the full front to to end experience, not just yep, I got that hop bitters in the front, and then. The the finish is just blah, right? That's that's not a good IPA, or not even a good pale for me either. Uh, so yeah, I I can do I can see the session IPA go away, no no problem, no problem. All right, we talked about this uh, a couple episodes ago. Adjuncts, now they're going a little crazy, and I, I they're not they're not saying all adjuncts like you know what we mentioned before, like you know cop. Well, again, we were talking. And this is all flavor adjuncts that are talking about, not necessarily the ones we spoke about in our show, but you know the things of adding funky things to a beer. Uh, I think you know they give an example of cocoa puffs, and they give uh, you know throwing in uh, you know Dorito chips or whatever. Right? There's all kinds of goofy things, but they're not talking about the the coffee, the chocolate, the vanilla, the you know the coconut. Those are pretty standard adjuncts for flavor wise that. I don't, you know, they've been around for a long time. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. But they're talking about all the funky stuff, you know, things that you wouldn't normally put into a beer. Uh, what do you think, John? Uh, to a, to a point, or I mean, I, I I don't mind having some strange things in there if it actually adds to the beer and not just a gimmick. Yeah, that that'd be the biggest thing for me. It, you know, is it a positive contribution, and you know, does it work with? the beer and, mm-hmm. and and really uh a lot of times what's forgotten with some of these beers where they start adding a bunch of stuff is is it a beer first or is it whatever you're adding first mm-hmm. and then a little bit of beer there yeah um but i this is another one that i don't i don't see these type of beers that often um with weird stuff that seem to be just thrown in there just because um. So I, this is another. I, I don't know how big of a deal this really is. Um, maybe it's maybe it's more in a developing 
craft beer market where they're trying to get people in the door to to convert or something and that's why i'm not seeing it in seattle which is you know a very mature mm-hmm. <laughs> from a, a market standpoint um but yeah I, i'm not gonna get too worked up over this one okay. um yeah it, it, really this seems to just be complaining about bad beers yeah. <laughs> than yeah. than anything which of course we all we all want good beer yeah um because yeah. They say you know, in here that just when it's a gimmick, it doesn't work. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> I think and nobody would argue with that, but you could probably find an example for each one of these where it did did work. So okay, but I don't think there are that many anyway. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think I mean there's a few weird things that I've tried, but uh, for the most part, I will grab a beer that has something unique in it. You know, like hibiscus. I love hibiscus beers, if done you know, if done right. I love jasmine in my beer. I love uh, you know if if you know like that Elysian jasmine IPA is fantastic. It's just it's a perfect uh, complement to the IPA. Uh, you, know, you mean that Budweiser swill? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, you know what? Now you mention it. That's number four. Is hey, caring about the big beer? Uh, you know the. the I guess I don't know that I don't. Everyone gets their their panties all up in a in a twist with the you know the the back and forth between uh, craft beer and and big beer Budweiser Coors Miller and you know how the, each you know each each side is trying to to sway the consumer to their end and back and and what they're saying is hey let's just stop the back and forth crap and let's just focus on making good beer. I can agree with that. You know, I, I don't want to get wrapped up in this. I don't want to, I'm getting tired of hearing even some of my favorite breweries, you know, talk about the sellouts that are going on with these other breweries. You know what? They can do what they want to do. And just because they decide that they want to get the backing of a bigger industry to try to make their things happen, whether it's right or wrong, you know what? You know, maybe it turns out, maybe it doesn't. That's their choice, and you know, I, I hate the the fact that even craft breweries are turning against their once friends who have sold out to to big beer. And oh, let's just stop that. Let's just enjoy the good beer. You know what? I have. I still uh, go to Ten Barrel, and they still make fantastic beer. I still buy Elysian. They still make fantastic beer that I enjoy. I'm going to continue to buy Full Sail until they stop making good beer and then i will stop making it but you know what there are a ton of small craft breweries that i can't stand also that make just poor beer and i have a few of them here in my area what how do i treat them i just don't drink their beer you know i don't complain about them i don't go and and you know make a big deal out of it hey i drink what's good and as long as these breweries keep making good beer then then i'm happy and uh, you know a lesion tin barrel and full sale, they haven't stopped making good beer yet. So, there we go. And you know what? Even Goose Island, they still make some damn good beer. So, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm tired of it too. Uh, I I agree in at least in, uh, to the effect of turning on those that have you know made the decision that the best thing for their you know brewery or whatever is to to sell the bigger beer, um, especially in, in the case of Legion where. You know, the, you know, their uh, impact for craft brewing was enormous. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, 
uh, Dick Cantwell uh, was the president of the Craft Brewers Association for like seven years. So you can't tell me that he, he had a negative impact or they wouldn't have kept him around yeah. um, in, in that way. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't so much mind the uh, David and Goliath uh, story. Um, I can see how it gets old uh, for, you know, those of us who, you know, are, are in – into craft beer and enjoy drinking it all the time. And, and, you know, that's, that's what we do. We, we enjoy that beer. Um, but I, I can still understand the, the need to paint that picture, uh, because, you know, I think we talked about it a couple episodes ago where, you know, they just now reached 10% of the market share mm-hmm. for and that 10% makes up, you know, 3000 breweries versus the other 90 for like five, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so there, there to some degree that the narrative is still necessary, um, you know, in, in, in terms of bringing people over and, and the fact that, that the, you know, the big three, the Bud Miller Coors now, feel that it's necessary to fire back i mean i mean the article talked about the fact that they're they're starting to feel the pain from craft beer growing yeah and um you know i i think it's it's kind of nice um (laughs) to see from from this perspective and um it's also entertaining so i mean we had we had fun uh with that that super bowl ad that that everybody talked about uh (laughs) But this one, this one doesn't bother me too much. I, I can, I can see where they're they're coming from with this one, though. But personally, it, it doesn't bother me because um, I, I guess I, I can still see where it's it's needed. I guess. Okay. So. Well, I can see it go to the wayside. I have no problem. But that's why we are so good together is that we can have opposing uh, opinions and still be friends. <laughs> That's right. I can tell you all the ways you're wrong. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, hey, one more article real quick. This one's out of Money Magazine online. And this is, here's how rich you would be if you stopped drinking. And uh, basically, this is going to the extremes of, I, I, and if you drink this much, then, then you've got some serious problems and we need to get you some help. But... Uh, they're kind of uh, – this article is basically talking about if you were to go – and, and there, as John and I mentioned before the show, we kind of talked a little bit about this. I, they're, they're assuming that you're going out to a bar and drinking and you're spending the money at a bar, which we all know when you go out to drink, you're going to spend a, a premium on the, on the cost of that alcohol drink, whether it's beer, mixed drink, shots, whatever it is you're drinking, you're going to pay a premium. And they're estimating that you're going to probably spend about you know forty to sixty dollars, uh, you know, an, an evening, uh, if you you know buy some drinks and get a little appetizer or something to eat. You know, so it's about forty to fifty dollars uh, an evening for, you know, for a, a weekend or whatever for a day. Um, they're saying that uh, if you enjoy just one beer or a glass of wine every night with dinner, then guess what? You are in the top 30% of alcohol drinkers in the U.S. Uh, if that shocks you, then you're probably not alone. Two drinks, then you're in the top 20. Um, just given that, John, where do you think you rank as far as just the top 30 or 20 
Are you in the top 30? Do you have a one average of one seven beers a week or seven drinks a week? I'll, I'll say beers because we drink mostly beers. Or are you in the, the, the average of drinking 14 beers a week? I'm probably easily in the top 20. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I think I'm about 25. Uh, there's moments when I can drink a lot more, but I tr- I've been trying to really keep it to, you know, one or two beer. Well, you know what? You're right. I'm. <laughs> I think I'm in the top thirty, twenty uh, percent. I mean, because you're right. I. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, just hitting two. Yeah. Puts yeah, you there. Yeah, so. I'm there. So okay. So that that day you have one, and then the other next day you have three. I have three. You're still right there. You're right. You're right. So. <laughs> I think you're right. I think on average, I probably drink 14 beers a week on average. So I, I would probably and, be 20. percent And your bomber is two beers, right? So true. True. That yeah. one. And and if they're talking a drink yeah, at five percent, yeah, one shot, five percent. <laughs> then if we're talking in terms of alcohol, then we're even higher. So. Yeah, yeah. So I could actually be in the top 10 percent. That that's how oh. the. Oh, so, dream. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the top 10%, if you want to be in the top 10% of alcohol drinkers in the U.S., you would be drinking over 10 alcohol drinks each and every day. Uh, and this is according to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. And it says the top 10% of drinkers in the U.S. consume an average of 74 alcoholic beverages per week. That equates to 18 bottles of wine or over six 12 packs of beer. Oh my gosh. You you definitely have a problem if you're drinking six 12 packs a week. I can safely say I'm not in the top 10%. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm safely that too. As long as we don't not count the alcohol close. value. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, but remember just, just in this last hour we've been recording, you just drank two, two beers in that one. So that's two, two drinks. Actually, yeah, that's two. more than two. That's, this would be like four. That's four drinks, by, yeah, if you're going yeah. there. <laughs> by, with the alcohol by volume. Yeah, you can't drink tomorrow. You've already, you don't want to overdo ah, it. So, it. <laughs> okay. so, um, so yeah, it says, what's, what is it costing you? It says, if you're a heavy drinker, you probably aren't getting your alcohol from a bar. That would be crippling your monthly budget. With most people spending $10 on a bottle of wine, it would come up to over $200 a week, including taxes, or over 800 per month. That's two or three car payments right there. Annually, that's $10,000. That's a lot of money uh, if you're in the top 10%. You know, and I, that's that's a bottle of wine from the grocery store. Nobody's getting yeah. a bottle of wine for $10 eating out. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and it says, hey, look at the budget of someone who goes out twice per week, once during the work week and once on a Friday or Saturday night. When you go out to a bar during the week, you usually order food with your drink and with most people ordering two drinks plus tip, you're looking at around forty to fifty dollars for the evening. This is, of course, doesn't include the cost for the cab fare and for you, John, babysitting and other expenses. Uh, yeah, that can get expensive. On the weekend, a typical night out at a bar is a little different. You will most likely take advantage of the fact that there's no work the next day. That means you're going to drink more, right? And you or- and order several drinks over the course of the evening, along with food and snacks. You may order cocktail other cocktails some shots some other specialty items to make the night good uh now you're looking at about a hundred dollars for that evening now that's a that's one person right you bring your wife along with you that's two hundred dollars <laughs> see yeah, I'm, I'm looking at these and like Kristen and i do 
like forty fifty bucks for the two of us for dinner plus a couple of drinks each. Yeah. Like I, I don't know what kind of drinks they're I I've seen drinks on the menu that are way more expensive than the beer that I'm ordering. Yeah. Um yeah. so I, I guess this is all a little subjective to it's it is what you're you're getting. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, I think they're <laughs> they're aiming at at probably the the most likely the single guy, person guy or gal that goes out uh, w- twice a week once during the weekday for sixty bucks and once during the weekend for a hundred spending a hundred and sixty dollars per week that's six hundred fifty a month uh, or seven thousand a year uh, that's a lot of money and you're right John you and I we're really even with your home brewing expenses I think you're still like you know a quarter of the of the amount spent on with these guys right. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's the big question. How can we cut back on these expenses? And you know what? This is nice. This Money Magazine, they actually give you several really, I mean, these are some real uh, good ways of cutting back. The first one is, hey, only bring cash. If you bring cash, then guess what? You're not, you're going to use what you have and then you're going to, you know, not hopefully you, you're not going to bum money off of your friend or whatever, or you're going to at least you're going to be able to bum drinks off of some other person. Uh, you know, maybe you're trying to. Well, if you're trying to, if you're a girl, you probably have a better luck of getting drinks off a guy. But if you're a guy, you're you might have good luck getting drinks from a guy too. That's your own choice. But uh, bring cash. Uh, that makes sense. You know, if you if you know what you want to spend and you want to make a choice to cut back. If you only bring $20, then you're only going to spend $20, and that will help you save money. Uh, take advantage of happy hours. Hey, happy hours are great if you can make it to them. The only problem is they're way too short, and they end way too early. For for me, a lot of times, I get there right at the end of happy hour. And you know what? A lot of times, those and happy hours... you just hour, order three drinks right away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it used to be, you know half price happy hours right or or dollar shots or you know they're you know well drinks or whatever would be cheap but happy yeah. hour is like a dollar off yeah it's like a buck <laughs> off and you know what a buck off of a five dollar beer yeah it saves me a buck but come on throw it throw, throw throw us a bone at least you know two for one that's the going rate i think i think any happy hour should be uh a two for one type deal that's my opinion, but yeah, if you do, and go, that doesn't work, you drink at home. <laughs> exactly, you you go get it, you do your social thing, you go home and then drink your your dollar beers. That's that's where it gets cheaper. Um, eat and drink at home before hitting the bars. Hey, that is a great tip. Fill yourself up so when you get there, you're not gobbling these drinks down, and you're actually you know you're you're, you're going to be able to pace yourself much much better. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, anybody in college knows knows this. You you pregame. You know, yeah. somebody brings something over, you get started, and that way you don't spend as much when you hit the bar. There you go. There you go. Um, this is one that, that, John, I know you and I do. Order water between drinks. It's always nice to have a glass of water there to help keep you hydrated while you're drinking the beer and keep you, you know, from getting too much of that, you know, of that beer. Plus, the water is going to help fill your stomach up so you're not – uh, you know, want you know, want you're not going to feel like you have to drink more and more. You're going to have to slow down on your drinking. So, uh, I like that. I like that one for yeah. sure. Yeah, that one's good. Not just for monetary reasons too. It, yeah, it'll help uh, all around, especially the next day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cut back on that headache and and that gut, that rotten gut. Um, this one is uh, I don't 
I don't know how many places really do this, but pitch in for pitchers, pitchers of beer. And typically, um, unless you're at a pizza place and maybe some bars, I guess they're, you know, but I don't know. The the beers that, that we get typically don't come in a pitcher. They come in a growler or a glass. I don't know. Do you got many places that serve you pitchers? Yes. Okay. I, I've, I've had craft beer from a pitcher before. Okay. Um, but uh, I would say... I did this more often when I was still in college, drinking the cheap stuff. The cheap beer, we yeah. Afford. Yeah. Um, but yes, they do exist. They are more, much more expensive than than you're used to uh, for to get craft beer in a pitcher, obviously. But uh, it still still works. I mean, you you save money per glass to do it this way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, on my birthday a couple of years ago, a guy bought me a pitcher that I had to drink by myself. That oh, was wow. a little rough. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an IPA. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, you can do it. I, I, I have faith in you. you can, I, I'm sure you, you've guzzled that thing right down. Uh, I, I succeeded. Kristen wasn't happy, but I succeeded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. Pitch in for the pitcher. Uh, you know, if, but the problem, too, is that you have three people or two people. Uh, what? what? You get two, if you have two people, you get two beers each, right, in a pitcher? Yeah, like two and a half. I think a pitcher is about five pints. Five pints? Okay. It depends on the size uh, of the pitcher. The, the 12-ounce glasses, I should say. Yeah, so. okay. <laughs> yeah, because I think when the we have... pints. Yeah, the fake pints. Yeah, not the real pints. All right, look for freebies, uh, deals and coupons. Look for specials on their websites. Again, happy hour, part of that thing. But you might be able to, you know, if you are going to eat something, a lot of times you can get a coupon for $2 off an appetizer or get a beer and an appetizer for a discount. Uh, so look for coupons. That's a great uh, option too. Now, you, you may feel kind of awkward with among all your friends when you're whipping out, you know, your penny pension and you don't want to look like the, the cheapskate, but hey, you know, do it on the slide, the down low. Don't, don't do it in front of your friends. Or just show them how awesome you are by being frugal. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> and the last one they give you is, hey, ladies, you can get a lot of free drinks. Huh? Yeah, this yeah. is impractical for me. Move on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me let me tell you one, one thing. Now I'm not a lady, but uh, free drinks. What the? It's another interesting thing that I learned from my visits to Israel, and I still can't get used to it because I'm not used to getting things for free. And one of the one of the things when you go to a restaurant or a bar. Um, they're gonna you're, you're gonna order up beer or food or whatever, and the waiter's gonna come over, the bartender's gonna come over and say, "Hey, uh, 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 shot on the house," and you're gonna be like, "Whoa, no, 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 I'm good." And no, they say, "No, no, no, shot on the house." And I, I think, why are they giving me a free shot of whatever you want? It's like it's like, you know, they're not being cheap and giving you some cheap stuff. They're actually gonna give you a shot of whatever you want, and they'll sit there and they'll give you like two or three shots, uh, for free. While you're sitting there drinking and ordering food and stuff, and I, I'm not used to that. And the I asked my friends, I why is this? Why did I, you know, is it okay for me to accept the drinks? They said, yeah. What happens is, for one thing, if you're spending money, then they want to pay you back by giving you a shot. And while they give you a shot, now it's not a full shot; it's like a half shot, right? It's like a shooter, so it's not really a full shot. It's like a you know, like a quarter shot. Um, if you're spending a lot of money, they want to reward you. And, of course, by giving you these shooters, that means you're going to feel a little bit more looser in your wallet. You might order some more 
stuff that costs more money, and they're going to make more money off you. Plus, it allows the bartender to drink. The only time they can drink is if you buy them a beer or a shooter, and they can then shoot that that shooter. So you're you know you're you're getting a freebie, and they're getting a freebie at the same time without costing you a dime. So um, that's interesting. That have you come across that ever in your travels, John? I've had that here in my own town. No um, way. Where, you know, you're talking with the bartender all night or something, they take a beer or two off your tab, but it never saves me money because I end up feeling like I need to tip them. Oh, yeah. You know, appropriately. Of, so, of course. Um, it's, you know, I, I come out at ahead, I guess, because I don't tip on that extra amount. I just tip to that amount. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I've had I've had beers come off my tab before and things like that, um, but okay. not so, not that often. It doesn't doesn't happen too often. No, yeah, <laughs> I, I think I think there's probably been twice here in the states, maybe three times that I've had, uh, you know, been comp drinks and stuff just because of the the fact that we you know having a good time and the bartender you know whoever was being was just being generous. But it doesn't happen very often here. But I'm not kidding you. Every night in Tel Aviv, uh, you know, I'm getting free offers of, of shooters, and and sometimes I take them up on the offer, and sometimes I just pass because if I've already you know had three beers and I'm you know I'm already tired, I don't want to be taking shooters to, <laughs> to it. it. Tends to add up very quickly to my uh, alcohol level. So, but it it's fun. It's fun you disappoint do. me. I know. I know. I'm a, I'm a lightweight. I'm a lightweight. All right. Well, hey, that's it for the articles. It's time to uh, to to start to close out the show. But before we do that, we like to to raise our glass to to anyone special. Uh, and John, do you have anyone you want to do a toast to and raise your glass to this uh, episode? Uh, thanks to David for the article, and uh, you know, th- thanks for everybody who's following along on Twitter and and. Uh, posting stuff to us and, and for us. It's been really fun uh, chatting along, especially, you know, with the shower beer thing this week. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's real nice, uh, especially uh, times like, like right now where work is particularly uh, annoying and uh, get, it's a nice break to, uh, to have some fun with all of you. So please keep it up. Uh, I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I uh, I also want to thank David Yojimbo two thousand and Robert TPS Sponge. Those guys, you guys are continually shooting us articles. You know, uh, we have pictures of your food and your beers and all kinds of interesting stuff you guys show. We really appreciate all your interaction. Another another guy I, that I uh, befriended this last week after uh, being on. Well, actually, first I'll talk. I want to thank Jason and Lucas from the Fluxoposed podcast. They had me uh, as a guest host last week, and we talked a little bit about beer, but not, you know, too much. But we, you know, had a great time chatting. And because of that, I got introduced to another uh, podcaster, and that's Nathan uh, Sith at Sith Nightmare on Twitter. And we uh, talked back and forth. He also loves Belgian beers. And uh, it was nice to, to chat back and forth. And I think, if, hey, uh, Nathan, if you're listening to our episode, thank you for uh, for downloading and listening. I hope you enjoyed what you hear, and I look forward to getting more interactions with you on Twitter. So keep uh, sending us tweets, and, and, of course, you can email us, which I'll give you in a, in a few minutes. And uh, 
let's see who else uh another guy i was following i've been following on untapped he asked uh, me to follow him back on Twitter. He does a a, a website, um, and now I can't think of the name. Gaming for Dads, I think. Gaming. Well, his name is uh, Renovacio. I hope he's. I hope that I did that right. I don't know. If that's his Twitter handle and his Untapped handle. I don't know what his real name is. If that's his his real name. Hey, tell me your real name, and I'll I'll. So I know I love the I like I like real names. <laughs> I'm not very good at these uh, at these Twitter handles. Uh, but Pronunciation hey, is not yeah. your strong suit. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> and I, I hope you're listening to the show and, and thanks for listening and uh, interact with us on Twitter. We love to to interact. All right, and I also, of course, I can't uh, not thank Open Forum Radio uh, and Open Forum Radio Network for supporting the show by providing the podcasting space for us at openforumradio.com. Uh, go check out all the great podcasts they have to offer. And, of course, I've already mentioned being a serviceman. I, uh, I just have to raise my glass to all the military men and women out there who are protecting our freedoms. Uh, I want to thank you and cheers and come back quickly and safely back to your families as soon as possible. Just a reminder... Uh, for next episode, we will be uh, drinking for the listener participation beer tasting notes segment the uh, tr- uh, triple Carmelite. So you have two weeks to go find a bottle, uh, and I hope that you can find one and, and join us on episode 23 with that beer tasting. And if uh, let's just go over some of the contact information. If you'd like to contact the show, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Tap the Craft. And you can also leave comments on the show posts at openforumradio.com or Google+. Just search for Tap the Craft. And you can follow me personally on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Loose Screw and on Google+, at Denny Loose. And, John, if the listeners want to follow you, how can they do that? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, Untapped, uh, Prime WA. And supposedly I write about beer and homebrewing at homebrewengineer.com. Okay, excellent. <laughs> All right, let's last call. And it's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading and listening to the show. And we hope you were able to find at least one thing useful. This show, maybe not so many, but at least we, you got a lot of beer talk. Uh, and we welcome you to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. And that's it for this episode. Now remember... Friends don't let friends drink light yellow fizzy beer. Quality craft beer can be enjoyed by all. So spread the word and convert the beer ignorant. Hey, it's Shaver from Open Forum Radio here. I want to go ahead and take a second to say thank you for checking out this episode of Tap the Craft. And I would like to encourage each of you to check out some of the other shows that we have here on the Open Forum Radio Podcast Network. Uh, we'll start it off with the original Open Forum Radio, The 40 Cast, Prove Your Point, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, My Peanut Gallery, The Married Gamers, Some Other Castle, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Just Press Start, Platform Junkies, and Jobbers on the Mic. Hey, be cool. Give a great review to all the shows you like on iTunes, Podbay, Stitcher, everywhere you can give reviews. Review every show five times, and you are officially a good listener. 
Also, go ahead and visit openforumradio.com, links to all the different shows. Uh, like the Open Forum Radio Facebook page, and uh, take a second, if you like playing games online and with people and are cool, to uh, go ahead and look at Zabari's Gamer Information Spreadsheet. Fully useful information that will do nothing but enhance your online gaming experience. All right, folks, take it easy. Have a good day.